the person who detonated that in the movie right. was was Prince Charles, now King Charles. Oh, was it? Wow. That, yeah. Him and Diana. <laughs> went, <laughs> when they were on good terms. Went to this... Oh, probably not. Hello, and welcome to the For Your Ears Only podcast. Today, we are back. This is the return of the podcast into its normal format for the yeah. first time of 2024. And we are returning with a new name, a new bond, Timothy Dalton. And today we are looking at The Living Daylights from 1987, directed by John Glenn. I've not yes. got that written down, so that's just from memory. Good. And uh, yes, we'd like to welcome you back. We hope we all had a nice festive time and you're back to some Serious bond from the eighties. I hope and Santa that's what good we're going to, to do today. Uh, we probably just came back off our very first interview, so if you've yes. not looked at that, go back onto the catalogue and watch it. It is with Matthew Bauer, the director of The Other Fellow, which came out in two thousand and twenty-two. Fantastic film. But that's for you to do after this episode. Yes. So as I said, we're going to go on to The Living Daylights, nineteen eighty-seven, and. Before we hear our thoughts, yeah, we have the tradition of the two minutes. Oh. to dust off those cobwebs or blow off those cobwebs. Oh, no. This is a hard movie to get through in two minutes. And Jack's challenge is to summarise the movie in two minutes, unlike my failure in the last episode yeah. for a view to kill when I failed, ironically. So, oh dear. This, why is, don't... this is a hard one because there's a lot happens and a lot that I don't need to speak about as well. Well, you don't need to speak about it then. <laughs> I'll be the judge I of what needs remember. to be spoken about. So, why don't you just let me know when you're ready, and then I will start the two-minute timer, and you can discuss. Okay, let's just go for okay. it. So, this is Jacques Levy mm -hmm. describing The Living Daylights in two minutes. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the film opens with a double O trading exercise in Gibraltar um, where one of the double O's ends up being killed and we find out it's the Russians. Then we go to the titles. So the main film opens with James Bond trying to facilitate a defection for a Russian general to the west. There's an assassin. It's a girl. He decides not to kill her because she's just an amateur. Then we get back to the West, we ended up in London, and this uh, defected General Koskov is telling everybody that the Russians are out to kill the spies. Or are they? And then just at that, the KGB kidnap him again, take him away to Moscow. Or do they? And James Bond has been told that he has to kill the new KGB leader because he's obviously behind this. Or is he? And then James Bond goes off and finds the girl and uh, finds out that that girl is actually the girlfriend of this defective Koskov um, and turns out that when they face this new general that he's actually not trying to kill spies. Koskov is actually embezzling money from the KGB with the help of an American arms dealer. Uh, 
then somehow we end up in <laughs> Afghanistan where James Bond is uh, trapped. He escapes the jail with the girl who's now on his side. That's it. Koskov is obviously the bad guy. He, uh, an aeroplane flies into him <laughs> and he somehow survives. And then James Bond goes back to Tangier to kill Brad, the the American's arms dealer. He gets killed. Koskov gets handed back to the KGB and they live halfway ever after. Cool, we had nine seconds. That was that was fairly summarised. It was a lot of bits where you went, or did he? <laughs> Which is right. The plane was full of heroin as well. Mm. You just said he was, he, was hit, he was hit by a plane. <laughs> well, he was. Was he hit by a plane? Yeah, he was in the truck, remember, and the plane ran through him. Goes into him, and then he somehow survives. Oh, right. Which we'll get on to. Yes. Because that so, was stupid. Oh, that was actually well done, Jack. Well done. There was a lot of the film that we missed. We missed the major ski fight. That wasn't integral. Ferris wheel, but I don't. I can't quite remember how they end up in Afghanistan, or what. And I forgot about the diamonds and heroin, but those aren't essential because I don't even know what they're about. Why do they go to Afghanistan? Actually, no, they go to Afghanistan because they're smuggling the diamonds in. They get taken to Afghanistan because they're smuggling the diamonds in to trade for heroin. Or is it the other way around? No, yeah, I can't. Yes. Yeah, the 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 Russian Mujahideen. The Mujahideen. I don't really know how Timothy Dalton like knows them. <laughs> well, no, it's the way he. I don't know the way he describes it, the name. Pronounces it. Yeah, pronounces the. After a while, um, I, I lost that word from my head. Mujahideen or Mujahideen. No, uh-huh. like, no, the Muj- the Mujahideen. Maybe Mujahideen. I'm pronouncing it wrong. But um, yeah, they were they were exchanging the heroin for diamonds uh, to this Russian Koskov yes. who's getting the heroin yeah. to sell. Uh, but he's financing that through Brad, Brad, Brad. and KGB money is stolen. Something, like something that. like that. Nobody there was really something knows. shady going on. Yeah, it was. I thought it was quite difficult to follow. Then I couldn't follow this as a child, but uh, I could yes. understand a bit of it as it was going on. I think um, that's, that's the main thing for me as a kid. I didn't quite understand the <laughs> plot. I, I don't really have many memories of this film, but I do remember it being a bit uh, convoluted, and I didn't understand it. That's a bit. I didn't like it when I was younger. When he puts the knife into the the Hessian bag and then pulls it out as a child, I was like. Is it chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> <What the> heroin. <laughs> heroin yes. is like chocolate for adults. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah. What did you think of the movie? Um on this recent viewing, I very, very much liked it. Yeah. Very, very much liked I've it. I've always liked it. I think it's it's pretty strong. There's not yeah, there's strong. not really a point where you're like What's happening now? What's happening now? It is quite mm-hmm. energetic. There's a lot of strong points with this movie, and comparing it with Rogers movies, it's like it's like a different genre. Yeah, it's very night and day. Especially, we'll probably get into, it, but the mm. actors are very, very different. He's also a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, and he's Timothy Dalton is not funny. <laughs> serious guy. There is some funny scenes in it, like the cello down the mountain scene. I mean, that's not Roger Rogers eyebrow funny. Yeah, true. There, there is some funny, like, light-hearted bits, but it's definitely a more serious bond. What I kind of got from this viewing was that he comes across as a sort of a 
an agent who's been in the game for such a long time. Too long. And he's like, eye rolls at any time M says anything and he's like, just fire me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've been doing this job for 25 years. <laughs> I want to get out. I just want the severance and let me go, please. Yeah, he comes across as like a well-traveled agent who's just... He knows what he's doing. He knows the exact kind of like bullets. He's like, no, mm-hmm. don't use those bullets. Use those bullets. He's like, uh, fixes the guy's helmet. And he's like, just yeah, his, uh, his binoculars. Uh-huh. And he just seems to be like a well-seasoned guy who knows was, what he's doing. A professional, uh, basically. Yeah, I think there was a lot with that because when they were trying to bring people on, um, did you know the thing about Pierce Brosnan for this? I, I Yeah, kind of. No, I know now more about it than uh, I did. Because it was Pierce Brosnan. And then he was pulled. It was something like there was a 60 day window with what TV show was he on? Remington Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a, a razor. <laughs> uh, on that show, they had a 60 day thing where Pierce Brosnan was going to become that and he'd be out of contract after 60 days. And on the 55th day, because he had the script and everything that was all going to go ahead. And on the 55th day, they wrote more episodes about, no, you need to stay. Uh-huh. And Timothy Dalton had already been asked and said yes, but then they wanted Pierce Brosnan and they went back to Timothy Dalton. And I think they asked Timothy, they said, we want you to be um, nothing like Roger. This is the 80s. Okay. We want you to be quite aggressive and quite violent almost. And he went back and like read all the novels to try and be more like that. Yeah, and he was like, I want like- James Bond to show emotion. And I was like... <laughs> And they just crush the balloon. Yeah, like, crushing the balloon. He <laughs> nearly loses it. The guy that gets shot by a a door. <laughs> Why'd you get killed by a door? <laughs> but um yeah, I think that was where the the old casting thing came from with Timothy Dalton. But I liked the Timothy good. Dalton thing. I think we yeah. actually spoke about it where he was initially asked at like I was a Majesty's Secret, Majesty's Secret Service, Secret yeah. Service, but he was in his early twenties and he was like not old enough yet. Uh, he said himself, he was, I'm, I'm too young. Then to he was asked this. again for Live and Let Die, I think, and he said it's still not right. And mm-hmm. then I'm pretty sure I read last night, it might have been, that he was, when Roger was out of contract mm-hmm. uh, and he kept signing on for the one more film, one more film, one more film, mm-hmm. every time they would ask Timothy and he was like, I'm too busy to do it. I think he was doing things in America, doing movies there. So he could really have been born <coughs> from like 81, which I think it would have worked though, yeah. Thinking back... For your eyes only, which we you said is the sort of boring one, is the sort of serious Roger. He maybe it was more suited for Timothy Dalton. Just thinking off the cuff there, but then it does get a bit silly again. Yeah, I think with Timothy Dalton, it it doesn't appear to be as it doesn't have the definitely not the same like womanizing. Is like Roger and Sean. Yeah. Like he's met this woman. As far as I'm concerned, he's going to marry this woman. <laughs> like there's yeah. no one else. He only cares about this one woman who has a boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the, the plot was really good. I liked that. And I liked the fact that the, the start of the movie was taken from the, the novel. The novel. The short story. Um, with it. And I thought it worked really well. And in how they embellished that. There was a lot of characters, a lot of travelling around. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I like, I don't know if it's just our age. Like, we're used to, like, violent action movies. I mean, we grew up on that. And it kind of just worked really well. Uh Because it it was violent, but not overly violent. No. 
Well, I texted you last night and said, how is this a PG film when that guy is getting his face on the grill? Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> and then something else happens that's really violent. And I was like, well, the guy... Well, the door, the door, the and there was, door there was blood all guy, over the glass. And then he uses his headphone wires to, like, strangle two people as well. Is that not PG? Oh, always the music playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was some other violent thing as well, but I can't remember what it was. But, and yeah. Speaking of the... The, the headphone guy. But I'll, I'll get on to him. I'll do question one first. Okay, let's go. Before we go into it. Question, um, the questions are quite hard today, actually. Because, well, there's no reason. The two <laughs> questions are just quite hard. So, this is the easiest one of it. So, with the key ring that Q gives Bond mm-hmm. to do multiple things with, Philip's key ring. <laughs> Philip's. <clears throat> with that, uh, what is the tune that Bond has to begin whistling in order for the gas to be triggered from the keyring. So that is question one. Mm. You'll hear it in Glasgow. (laughs) (laughs) You will hear it. So yeah, that is question one. So yeah, like, I think the... Something I was very surprised in with the casting is... The... the, I can't remember his name. The the, the blonde henchman. Up until this point, is just a really good henchman. He's not like a brute or anything. He will blend into everything he's uh, always got a white jacket a white jacket i'll be a doctor, a doctor. i'll be a milkman <laughs> anything scientist anything, anything. White. oh yeah he looks like a medical professional <laughs> um it turns out he's a ballet dancer see i thought he must have been something like a male model because he definitely had that physique. he had the physique yeah because it was after when i was looking at the behind the scenes and um he's like oh no he was a he was a dancer and then it's him describing ballet all right, and after this, see the kitchen fight scene. There's a yeah. moment he kicks the guy in the head, and it is the straightest leg I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like he ki- no one has ever been kicked in the face and had the attacker like point their toes like yeah. this guy. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, watch it back, and you go, dancer. He's, He's a, a dancer. dancer. So yeah, I thought that was really good. This kind of silent menacing. It's adding to that like blonde villain. Kind yes. of thing again. Well, it, it goes back to the sort of a uh, classic red grant. It's kind yeah, of the, uh-huh. blonde, the sort of blonde Aryan. Very like that actually. Bad guy. I think this guy's more assassin. of a chameleon to Red Grant because again, Red Grant wasn't the main villain, and from Russia. Neither is this guy. Exactly. So and he was yeah, they're the henchman, but but like Russia with love, yes, he kind of blends and he pretends to be that other guy. Mm. to meet Bond on the train and this time he pretends to be a milkman yes or and then a doctor, a doctor to get out and then a doctor again in the, the, the desert so yeah I, just, I really like that and I think his um, <laughs> like the music is like oh he's approaching he's got his yeah, headphones yeah, how there. strong are those headphones <laughs> <sighs> that Walkman yeah the exploding milk bottles yes what <laughs> they were just sitting there <laughs> he must have planted <laughs> a week before yeah, I like that. I think the other bits of cast, I wasn't really that. I, I, I don't really. I don't well, really the thing is, I don't really know any of the other actors that were in this kind of role, these this film. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether they were brought on for whether it was just okay. Yeah. You look like what a good was the actor, problem? That's fine. But I think there's some really contentious issue that I'm going to bring up about casting because this annoyed me very much so as a kid and it annoys me to this day. Don't say it. it's, it's Brad, isn't it? <laughs> it's Brad. Brad. The guy who plays Brad, yes, whose name I can't remember, is a villain in this. Brad Whitaker. But yes, but what's the actor's name? Don John Don John Baker. No. <laughs> Don 
<laughs> Some, someone Baker. Something Baker. Anyway, <coughs> what really annoys me about this film is I thought we'd left this in the 60s and the 70s, no. but this guy then comes back and plays a different role in Pierce films. In Tomorrow... Or Golden... No. Um, it was in Golden... Never it was dies. GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. Now, I thought he, plays he played... a good guy. I thought he played the same person that was turned. For some reason, I was like, oh, that's Bad Whitaker, and then he must be turned a good arms uh-huh. dealer for the... But then... He's killed yeah. with the statue. And I thought, oh, well, that, I that must have completely misremembered sense. that. Because uh, I assumed he played the same character. Do you think he was... But I remember him coming out of the Z3 or whatever it is to say um, he works for the CIA. And I was like, no, you're an evil, evil arms dealer. Well, we died. well the CIA hires bad people because <laughs> they've got connections. Not yeah. all bad people, but it's it's cheaper to hire them than kill them. Yeah, but I, I, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really annoyed me. I thought we'd left this behind. That the people were getting recast, and I think because it's closer to like my age, like me actually watching these films, mm. uh, uh, it was really a big disconnect for me. Because you know, because I was like, I, I know he returns, or I've seen him before. I, I don't know. I I thought he played the same character. But that... I, 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 no, because the other guy's called Jack Wade. Wade? That's it. Wade in. Maybe that's a code name for the CIA. It's never real names, is it? Is it? Is it? So, <laughs> or, or does he? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, I thought that was the same character. I thought... Um, see the... I don't know if they asked this guy to do it, but in the prison scene... When um, mm-hmm. the prison warden person's going round. So a jailer guy. Have they asked him to like impersonate like Ringo Starr? <laughs> Ringo Starr. Yeah, he sounds like Ringo Starr. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't know how to do like an English accent, but he just just defaults to Ringo, Ringo Starr. I don't really know why. But <laughs> yeah, as you said, the, the casting, I didn't really, I, I don't think there was any any issues with it. It was all pretty strong. There was, there was nothing it was I could fine. go I think the casting's okay. They're obviously Gimli's in this. Oh, so he is actually. The guy yeah. that plays Gimli, but I can't John Reese Davis. Uh huh. I was only obviously burned. Obviously, that came after this film, so yeah. I don't know. I if thought he was quite he was again. A, he's a big theater actor as well. True. So yeah, it yeah, was yeah. quite a lot of theater to add. I don't know professionalism. <laughs> I always get him and Brian Blessed mixed up because they're completely different. No, they're not. <laughs> they are they're completely big different. guys, big beards, and they all have big deep voices. <laughs> Was that Bane? <laughs> <laughs> In terms of the the moments, you, you mentioned before about the the cello case, and I, I completely forgot about the cello case, and I watched again, I was like, the the whole Aston scene is one big moment. Yes, like the whole up thing. until this point, I think that Aston scene is to me that's I prefer that over the DB five Goldfinger mm. chase through the trees. Yeah, okay, it, it's quite quick is and it, it's kind of like okay, I'm going to use everything all at once, but yeah. everything has a bit of a purpose here where. You've got the rockets to get through the thing. You've got that, like, mad laser. The, yeah, well, that's an upgrade from the yeah. DB5. This is the 80s. This so we're going to use laser. laser. The laser, and then you've got the skis. Why? <laughs> yeah, the skis that come out of the side of it. What else? It has uh, so spikes, tires to help. It has a jet engine. The jet engine. <laughs> in the boot. <laughs> and then it blows up. Self-destruct. Uh, self-destruct mode. Yeah, so. And rockets. I, I like that. That was just, it was just nonsense, but it was like, 
This is good. Well, I, I agree. That whole scene from that, the whole, like, wait, I don't know what country, they're in Austria. They're in the boat. No, they're in uh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Czech Republic so, going to Austria. So that whole scene up, the whole thing, the whole big chase, blown up the sort of, the shed that they're inside of. Yeah. The I was like, what was that attached? <laughs> what was that attached to? <laughs> <laughs> I just built it. Well, we should get it to the ground. Nah. 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 <laughs> it's just a tent, a big wooden tent. And then uh, putting a hole in the ice and the car falling through it. And then the whole that whole thing up till <coughs> they cross the board. That basically that whole scene is just uh top tier bond. Yeah. Ten out of ten bond. I thought the um the cello case was actually quite interesting because there was a weird story about that where uh, who was it? Was it John Glenn? I think John Glenn. John Glenn or continue. John. <laughs> John Glenn or Michael G. Wilson. Wilson wanted to do a for years. Wanted to do a, a cello, like sit in a cello case and slide away. All right, and they thought oh, this would be quite good. And everyone was like, "No, they don't fit in that." And then it turned out that there was an orchestra in. The Pinewood Studios that day, and they said, "Can we borrow your cello case?" And they sat and went, "See if it's fine." So then they went, "Okay, that's fine. Let's go for it." And they had to like custom built one with skis, and apparently they hated it. Like, oh right, the it was hard. They had to steer it, and the yeah, actress had to steer it, and she didn't like anything about it. There was like explosions going off and stuff, and I thought it's kind of unbelievable. But at the same time, it's like, well, I suppose it... It's not that far-fetched. <laughs> it's just like a, a bobsled going through yeah. the snow. Well, they had to put skis on it because it just spins. If you uh, go on a cello case, so it wouldn't actually work. But then when I was going down, I was like, well, surely this doesn't make any sense. Like, it with the cello. This is going to get to a flat bit and then <laughs> that's, and then they'll get shot. <laughs> but then at the end, when he's got the cello and he like throws, he throws it over it the barrier, I was like... That's cool. That um, was good. Show the passports and stuff. Yeah. Like, what, what point is that official? <laughs> <laughs> Flashing it. Like they're going to go, oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> they're not drug smugglers, that's okay. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I think another kind of bond moments it went through. There's actually quite a lot. So you've got the, there was quite an, a, a bit of attention to detail with this. There's one wee bit that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. And it's never been shown in any other kind of movies, or bond movies with that. So see... When they are essentially covering Gorgov, Gor- Georgi, yes, got that guy. Don't know his name. <laughs> when they're going up to cover him, and they leave the opera, and they're about to go up to the window, and he pulls the cover over to over cover his, his shirt, yeah, to, to yeah. essentially blank out the white. And I was like, "That is cool." Other movies wouldn't do that. Do you know one movie's about? No, he needs to look. He needs to kill in his tuxedo. And yeah, like, yeah. But he covers that over, and as you said, when he's removing the the night essentially turning the night vision on for this incompetent man yeah and then everything like going oh what round are you going to use yeah it's like, you didn't need to do that but yeah, then it's him saying that. oh no this is why i'm going to go for essentially harder rounds because of body armor and i'm like right okay well that's good we never got that before, nice but, <laughs> but now we know exactly why I do it. so there, there was a lot of attention to detail mm. I, I liked the the reveal of Timothy Dalton because it was very the only thing missing was like slow motion because it was uh-huh. when the guy gets cut and then Timothy uh-huh. Dalton goes turns around <laughs> and it's like there he is there's the new Bond that's James man and uh, 
yeah, I don't. I, I liked. I liked the attention to detail. The attention to detail kind of um, goes back to the whole professionalism thing, but also that whole attention to detail and all the sort of spy stuff. It actually makes this such a really good Cold War thriller. It's got that sort of. It's very Cold War. Yeah. Uh, very like us against the Russian spies and all that, mm-hmm. and it has that sort of classic like fifties. Cold War esque film, yeah, um, which is good, and I di- I didn't realize this till researching that the, the whole Ferris wheel scene mm-hmm. in Austria is the same Ferris wheel that gets used in the Third Man. Remember that the black and white film of Samuel is a Third Man. Oh, Wells again. Um, <laughs> It was oh, the same thing. Yeah, this is a filmmaker thing. Just want to go. Yeah, I want to use. There. It was. Um, he used the exact same set in Austria of the real uh, oh, right. Ferris wheel. They uh-huh. just reused that whole set. Well, well, it must actually be a real Ferris fairground. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was cool about that was John Glenn was actually a, like a junior assistant on that film back in the thirties. This is why he's going back. And then he's like, "I'll go back to this. Look and, how far he's come." And that was like, uh, obviously, like a sort of pinnacle Cold War film, and this film kind of has a lot of that in it. Yeah, speaking of professionalism, soon he jumps over the fence and points the gun at that child. <laughs> yeah, that's very professional. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes back to like the whole emotion thing of him, like yeah, really caring for the. I can't remember her name. Cello girl. The cello girl. I, yeah. don't, I haven't got it. Right I've got, I've, I can't remember anyone's name in this. Um, yeah, like that, and then when he actually gets angry, yeah, and he gets angry, angry. When he's getting angry, like when he's talking to villains as well, and he's like, "Oh, we yeah. have a say in England as well, and, and you're full of it," kind uh-huh. of thing. It's like, I can't say that. It's the PG movie, PG film. So, but yeah, that that stuff as well. Um, you wouldn't get that from Roger. He wouldn't get angry. Did he ever really get angry? He slapped somebody in uh, "Man with the Golden Gun," but I think that's about his. Wasn't even anger. I'll break it. Yeah, that was just a threat. I think, uh, in terms of the moments as well, like you've got an an iconic death, which they always seem to like using, and that's like off the plane, where him and the henchmen are fighting on the cargo. Oh right. Why do I understand about this entire scene? This is this is maybe the one bit I'm going to have a bit of a gripe about. Okay, is. So he takes the sandbag on that's got the bomb. Yes. And the plan is to blow up the heroin. The heroin so there's nothing for them yeah. to trade with. Mm-hmm. What happens is he pay, puts it in the plane. He can't go off the plane. So now he's trying to get off the side and then he meets the people he's trying to hide from. And yep. he doesn't have his face covering. And then a shootout happens. And he has to drive the plane away. <clears throat> yeah. So then he starts to drive the plane away. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you stealing the plane? The plane has a bomb in it. Yeah. How long did you set this for? Uh-huh. Because you know the bombs <laughs> in there. Twenty minutes scene. But you've got time to like drive the plane out to the desert. Uh huh. Get out the plane. Yeah. And then just make your way somewhere else because that's <laughs> going to blow up, and then that's the whole point. But he's going to yep. fly it, and I thought, oh, maybe he's taking the heroin somewhere. To, I don't know to sell. <laughs> and <laughs> then it just it, he just leaves it all over the desert. Yep. For anyone to get. Oh yeah, and it all just like, falls out. But then. The whole point, the thing is like, oh no, I need to go deactivate a bomb. It's, oh, why don't mm-hmm. you just throw it out? It's just mountains below. But then, <laughs> but then he needs True. the bomb to throw on the bridge 
to cut yeah, off that's the Russians. The yeah. That was a that was a point. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> I need this bomb for the plot. <laughs> I need this bomb for twenty minutes from now. I need to blow up a bridge. Speaking of the the bridge, something I really like about this movie, and a lot of it I couldn't tell until looking at the behind the scenes. And you know how I like about filmmaking and stuff like that, mm-hmm. all the nerd details, nerd. the amount of miniatures in this movie, and you cannot tell at all. I wouldn't have said there was any. So the bridge any. explosion. Yes. As a miniature. Right. Can't tell. No. There's a real bridge, and then mm-hmm. they built a bridge in front of it with that so you could see. Like, oh, right. Okay, sure. And then the explosion when it comes in, that was all done at Pinewood. The scene where the plane lands and they come out the Jeep. Yes. That's a miniature. How, how, in what way? <laughs> it's a miniature oh, plane. Oh, landing. Yeah, it's a miniature plane and a right. miniature Jeep that comes out with that. And then they cut to the inside where the jeep's coming out, uh, and then it cuts to them. Like, okay. And I looked at it back and back, and I was like, I actually can't tell. I can't tell that's nah. a miniature at all. But I think the other scenes that they they did do miniatures for it, and it's just it's just great. It's like yeah, it's some good film. This is like good. And even John Glenn was like, I've never I've never seen a better one today. He's no scene. Helm's Deep. <laughs> He's not Helm's Deep, the two towers a miniature, and that's good. <laughs> so yeah, like that, and then I, then back to your John Glenn miniature. He loves his jump skills. He's bird. He loves his jump randomly. skills. He's the monkey. The monkey and the bird, I think. <coughs> yeah. I think the monkey just because it was Gibraltar. Yeah, it's true. But I, I knew he had a bird thing, so when the... <laughs> a thing for birds. <laughs> John Glenn has a thing for birds. He does, yes. Um, but I didn't expecting the monkey to also be a jump scare but did you know that your favorite bird returns in this oh, film parrot. <laughs> the sort of, on the kitchen the why ma- the macaw <laughs> the parrot that furthers the plot <laughs> in the other film returns he's obviously enjoying retirement in london yeah. doesn't know everything though <laughs> russian agent <laughs> russian agent <laughs> that was the worst part of british <laughs> Yeah, he never he never said it. No, do you know? It's, it? um, no, it's not a miniature, but in terms of how they did. So, see the the scene hanging off the back of the I think it's a Hercules, and they're on the cargo net. Mm-hmm. You see the faraway shot. This was genuinely done. This was actually guys hanging off yeah, a plane. I thought that as well. That's very dangerous. They must. Yeah, have been there was a lot to something. Hopefully. I think, I think there was, and they had mechanisms set up, and then the close-ups are in a studio just with, like, a matte painting behind yeah. it. But again, you the transitions, you can't really tell, but a lot of it was still, like, what kind of insurance do they have? Like, how <laughs> did they get... There's actually quite a lot of stunts where yeah. it's, like, that's, that's very dangerous. Especially because one part, uh, the wind is obviously so high and it's flapping about, like, that happened, was genuinely uh, happening, but there was people really who could happening. pull it in, yeah. And, and that was very, <laughs> even I was like, I don't know if I, <laughs> if I would want to be doing that. Why else did it, I'm trying to think of other stunts. They weren't necessarily Bond moments. Like the car going off into the snow and then having to self-destruct. Um, that was a bit of a pain. They had to try and, I think they did that over two days to try and get it sorted. But I'm trying to think of other stunts as well. And it was... Again, it was genuinely done by stuntmen. This, mm. like, this is that's quite interesting. There's a funny bit in this movie. I just realised. See when he's trying to run away from after he fake assassinates 
the head of the KGB. Yeah. And he's running over the rooftops in Tangier. And he, he jumps over a wall. And there's just a woman <laughs> sitting there. And, 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 this, and he's got the basket. Uh-huh. And he like picks the basket and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck your laundry. <laughs> it's like, I can't stop laughing at that because I was like, why? Why did he do that? <laughs> I, I I was laughing at the old woman trying to like stop and just slapping him about for this uh, throwing his laundry about. Probably wasn't even she, she working for the KGB as well. <laughs> she probably wasn't even an extra. You did your roof. This is my. <laughs> so before we go into the other uh, details, we're going to do question two, and as I said, questions are only getting harder. Oh, no. so this is actually. This is quite a hard one, but it's not the hardest one. So when James Bond is captured and put onto an ambulance to go on the flight to then go to Afghanistan, um, he is given a fake ID, so it gets past customs. What name is on that ID? Do you know that one? I don't know. You don't know? If you don't know that, you're definitely not going to get the last one. The last (laughs) one's hard. It's not the hardest question we've ever had, but it's... um, Ah, it's definitely quite it's difficult. Hard. This is probably a good point to go into the branding. There's really only two that Phillips. I thought. Phillips, because they it's do... so obvious. Yeah, they do the keychain, they do the car radio. Mm-hmm, There's quite a lot of right. other things they do as well. Um, at the start, there was like J&B Scotch Whiskey. They had all the, the, the brawlies everywhere yeah. that the cars were running through. And they not have, <clears throat> do they not say that they're going to have J&B as well at the start or something like that? Or is it when Felix, remember Felix is in this film, when they have J&B? Do they? They're like, oh, yeah. No, not J&B. Or no, J&B or something. No, no, no. That's J&B Scotch Whiskey. Uh-huh. But I noticed when Felix goes into the boat, there's Jim Beam and Jack Daniels next to each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did you get money from both of them? Everybody. But you chose the Jim Beam. <laughs> no, it's, it's J&B Scotch Whiskey. Yeah, I've, I've seen a, that before. A brand I've really seen for a while. Uh, but yeah, that was there wasn't a lot. Aston, Sur- surprisingly, there's not a lot of branding as much as I would have thought for this. Yeah, but, but the ones that are there just obvious. Here's a Phillips thing. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of the gadgets, so the keychain. There's a keychain with the sort of uh, skeleton key on it. Yeah, do you know you got the James Bond magazines younger, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So there was an ep- there were I think it was like. Sad to remember. I think it was like magazine number seven. Nerd. And, <laughs> and uh, it had the the breakdown of the keychain on that. Okay. And for some reason, in my head, I don't know if I dreamt this, I thought this keychain came with the magazine. This was the giveaway this week. All oh, right. This deadly <laughs> fucking explosive. And I was so upset that this wasn't here. Aww. And because it was a subscription, I was like, no, I need to go to the shops and find it. And I looked through all the magazines. I was like, it's no, there. Why do I not have this? My mum and dad had no idea. Like, oh, it's a keychain, you know. Maybe someone else get the keychain. They didn't know I was actually talking about an actual weapon. <laughs> an actual explosive but device. Because it's supposed to tear gas. It's like, <laughs> I, I, couldn't un- I couldn't fathom that this was not in the magazine. Something was wrong. So there's that, which is interesting. Yes. I don't really know why it got to explode, because that's a bit of a waste. But then uh, it's, it need, it's needed for the, the car explodes. Um, the binocular specs... It's very 80s. Mm. He's in the car. And okay, the thing yes. he's looking at, or the person he's looking at is what do you say, <laughs> 40 yards away. But he's like... 
very like yes, incognito. Yep. And obviously, when we go back to the Q branch, there's the Ghetto Blaster. The Ghetto Blaster is quite funny. Do you know the story about the detonation of that? Oh, no. So, I don't actually. So the way the props work is the, the guy holds the thing with yep, the music the that's also blaring through the headphones of yeah, the killer. into his ear. <laughs> yes, and it fires the rocket. So obviously, yep. this doesn't actually work. There's someone with a detonator who likes it that fires off. The person who detonated that in the movie right. was was Prince Charles, now King Charles. Oh, was it? Wow. That, yeah. Him and Diana. <laughs> went, when they were on good terms. Went to the, oh, probably not, went to the, the set one day to view it around. I knew that they visited, I didn't know they so did they, um there was a scene where she breaks a stage bottle over him. Yeah, I've was seen a that, big a big thing. Press, yeah. And uh, they asked him if he wanted to press the button for the detonator, so they were rolling, and then they pressed that, it fired, and then that was, that was him. That's cool. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool. Is it? The king did it. But, uh, yeah, so... is the ghetto blaster. Um, nothing else that he uses. But I do like the... <laughs> the uh, the couch that falls in and swallows that guy. Why was that? <laughs> <laughs> the guy sat like nothing was going to happen. And then Q just sits and... Oh, that's him now. It's as if um, they didn't tell that extra what was going to happen. <laughs> It's kind of, you know, it reminded me of when I saw it. It reminded me a lot of, you know, when it gets into the Pierce movies and it's, it's becoming a bit more comical. Uh-huh. And you've got like the phone booth and Goldeneye. You've got the jacket and like the world's not enough. Uh-huh, yeah, where it yeah. kind of takes out. It reminded me a lot of that. It's yeah. quite funny. It's yeah. That's where the comedy in the movie comes from, where all yeah. these just like mad gadgets appear. Yeah, well, Q becomes sort of comedy kind of mad scientist. Yeah, it we just... need to be. We've also got the new Money Penny, the first ever oh, new Money right. Penny. And. Right. She is what she is. She remind, is she Lois Lane? Or does she just look a lot like a Lois Lane <coughs> from the Superman I don't know, I Superman really, films? I don't really know much about it. I've not seen many Superman films. I've seen Man of Steel I don't even think I've seen that. I've seen half of just So how do you know who Lois Lane is? Because everybody knows who Lois Lane is. Well, I've, I've seen... Have I seen some... I haven't seen Man of Steel, but I have seen half of Batman versus Superman what with the first half and the second half? I think like the middle third. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. Did you show up late and then get you know, no, middle, I you know I'm never following this, I'm leaving. I was trying to watch it at home and then I would like fall asleep at the end or something. Batman Vs of Man has its flaws. We'll get back to James Bond in a second. However, there is a fight scene in it. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's listened to this and seen the movie knows there's a warehouse fight scene and it is one of the best I've seen Batman that. fight scenes or just fight I have, scenes I've seen that where one. it just takes on everybody. And I was like, that could have been the movie. Yeah. I had a page just to walk in and just watch her go, I like that. That yeah. was good. Anyway. 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 So she's not Lois Lane. <clears throat> she might be. I don't know. Because she does have that sort of sexy secretary look. Mm-hmm. Um. Why did you put that voice on it? <laughs> is that her voice? Her She's only in for two movies as well. She must come and go. She must come and go. <laughs> come and go with uh, Timothy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's it. Well, I yeah, because she has yeah. to be recast for Pierce. So does um. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I thought she was alright. She was, yeah, forgettable. Yeah. Basically. I think most people are just like, 
you're not money penny. <laughs> We've had money penny for decades now. Yeah, like 25 years or something yeah. at that point. Not too bad. I think um, just when we're talking about things that were maybe not funny or things that, that, that kind of should have been changed is like the lines and there's not that many lines from Timothy Dalton, which is the where I think the comedy comes from with Sean and Roger and even George. Like, there needs to be the one lines of iconic lines. And there wasn't really any. Um, there's only two that I've got noted. Yeah, I think I've got two. And one that's kind of comical is he got the boot Yeah, from that because, well, it was there. I don't know why didn't they just grab onto the other bits of net around Yeah, them. why didn't he just hold <laughs> onto the net? The plot doesn't need that. What was your other line? My one was salt corrosion. Oh, right, when the car the laser. It's almost like he's just like an idiot. Yeah. Wait, are you telling me you can't smell the burning? I can't hear it coming through? You can't see all the rockets going off? I've opted for some additional extras. It's like, this one's (laughs) just self Yeah, yeah, she's a red button. She has, uh, she has a bit of a sort of ditzy kind of blonde character. That she's good, but she cannot. Uh, look at the head, just going, "What are you doing here?" And it's like he's doing everything down there. There's like targets going beep 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 yeah. beep beep, and she just thinks everything's oh, normal. This, this is fine. This is not must not come with modern cars. Cars in the West have this. <laughs> a line I had. It's not a Bond line, but. And it's not really funny either, but I thought it'd been, <laughs> it's, it's kind of been written in, I don't know, like a nod, or maybe I'm reaching there. Okay. So see when, you're going to say Wade, it's not Wade. Whitaker. Whitaker. <laughs> I mean, Whitaker has the the rifle, or something, and, yeah, and it's got this glass on it. You know that bit of glass that only covers his head and neck? Yeah. That exposes every other bit of his body? <laughs> yeah. He's large body yeah why does James Bond shoot the glass you can't get it first time <laughs> try somewhere else so when he's shooting at that and he fires fires fires, fires it hits off everything and yeah. he says you've had your 8 now oh, I've got my 80 60 or something he says, or 80 yeah. or something like that. Um, and I was like that's an odd line to say and I was like but then again it's almost like you've had your 6 yeah but, I didn't actually but, think um, but he, Whitaker knows what type of weapon he has straight away because obviously it's come in mm-hmm. and he knows exactly how many rounds is left because he's an arms dealer yeah so he's counted it and he's like you've had your 8 now I've, and I was like that's an odd way of saying it exactly the same way that Sean said yeah. it in the first movie I was like you ain't your James Bond <laughs> that is pretty good maybe that is a link I didn't know that that's pretty cool is. I like that I hope Michael G. Wilson watches this episode and says yeah. yes I did I wrote I that did. for that reason <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, it's not funny I just like I was watching I went yeah, a little nod. I hear what you are, Wade uh, Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the thumbnail. <laughs> yes, that really annoys me. So we've had the the lines, the gadgets, the moments, the branding, the casting. Kind of again, there wasn't really a lot to talk about the casting, but I think we could talk about how. This is John Barry's final James Bond score. Is it? This is it. It goes out with a bang, I think, because it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastic song. I love this. That is a good song, uh-huh yeah. Song. And he, fe- he, he just kind of 
He's, well, apparently they had such a bad relationship with Aha that that kind of caused them to say, I've had enough. Really? Is that uh-huh. why? Okay. Yeah. Did he do the score for the like the 80s murder headset? <laughs> yes, he made those songs as well. <coughs> and what was quite cool is they gave him a cameo, which was good. He is the conductor of the orchestra at the very end. Oh, is he? That's John Barry. That's quite nice. Which is that's, a, that's quite a, nice that's, that's a good ending with that. Where is where did they go after the Cayman Islands? <laughs> he went off <laughs> to count his money <laughs> for the next twenty years. HMRC not allowed. <laughs> that's nice. That's actually a nice wee send off. A nice wee send off for him. This legendary composer. Does that uh, mean he he didn't do he didn't do license to kill? No. So I'm sure he did. Because I really liked License to Kill and I thought it was I David Arnold. But then when I looked at it, it said it was John Barry. When is... Are you sure? I don't. Uh, I'm sure a while back I found out that License to Kill was composed by John Barry. But then again, License as you said, he, he never does two in a Soundtrack row. Soundtrack album by Michael Kamen. So no. Who's Michael Kamen? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. We'll find that out in the next episode. Who are you, Michael? There you go. Because the usual composer, John Barry, was not available. (laughs) (laughs) The soundtrack was more upbeat and suspenseful, conducted by Michael Kamen. Thanks, Michael. So, yes, so this is definitely his last one. What I really like is a recent thing is AHA have done MTV Unplugged version oh, right. of I've seen that this yeah. in like 2017 and they're all sitting on stools mm-hmm. it's very good I actually seen the thumbnail for that and I, I didn't know what AHA looked like until I seen it I went oh they're quite old but obviously that's yeah that was four decades years ago later, right? yeah. but yeah the, and they also he's actually unlike everyone else from the 80s he looks pretty good he does look pretty good yeah and he was also on the UK's version of The Masked Singer last season what was he singing? <laughs> he sang his own song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he sang Take On Me and I was like, that sounds an awful lot like the original. That's the man. And then it turned out it was him. That cheating. <laughs> and I'm sure they can't do that. Mm. Uh, but maybe that's why he was, he was put out first. All <laughs> right, like, that's well. it. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to just get the paycheck and go home. Yeah, basically. But anyway, I can't pronounce your name because it's in Swedish or something. So I thought they were Danish. It's not Norwegian, English. Nordic. Do you know my favourite um, conspiracy theory is that <laughs> there's no such country as Finland. That it's all uh, a ruse and a hoax. That that it's it's just a uh, the military border between Russia and the middle country, Sweden. <laughs> That there's actually nobody in Finland and have you ever met a Finnish person and all that and everyone's like, No, I've never met a Finnish person. It's like it's not real. It's just a buffer zone. No, it's a you ever heard the the radio thing of the Finnish goalkeeper in Scotland? I can't remember I can't remember his name and I can't remember who he plays for, but this guy calls in to like a football talk in. Uh-huh. And says, you know what I think be a good you know we, we don't have a, a good Scottish goalkeeper late for the Scottish na- national team I think he should be go give them like that guy who plays for that team I, I think it'd be great and they went 
no, he's, he's not Scottish, he's, he's Finnish. He's like, he's what? And he's like, he's Finnish. And he's like, he's not Finnish, he's only 23. <laughs> and they're oh. like, no, he's from Finland. He's like, oh, how is he? Anyway, classic, classic that, Scottish that is, fit chat. That's some good, that's good chat. But yeah, that was my favourite conspiracy. Apart from the fact that Finland Glenn, is real. Glenn Kamara, I'm sure, is Finnish. Yes. Uh, we have a national player. football team who played in the Euros. And if anyone's a Leeds fan, and you, we know a Finnish person real. as well. So do we? <laughs> you can't remember the name, or you don't want to say their name. Is it because they will kill you because the country doesn't exist? Yeah, is it Marie or something? Remember we did the recording with her? Yeah. Her, she's from Finland. Okay. I can remember how you say her name. Hi, Marie. Partly <laughs> Finland doesn't exist. Yeah, but it obviously does because we know two people. That doesn't mean the place doesn't exist. Well, maybe they're all in on it. Maybe it's all a conspiracy. Tune in next time. <laughs> Anywho, before we go any more down this rabbit hole, what do you think? The audience are like, what the fuck are they talking about now? They they've spoken about other movies and now they're talking about like their own conspiracy theories on no basis. So let's go into the ranking now. I have made a boo boo. Yeah, jeez, oh, it spent fast. Oh, actually, no, we've got the third question. Actually, yeah, you've got a third question. I thought that this is a really hard one. So brace yourself. Mm. In the Aston Martin, when they're driving around, mm-hmm. Bond or his passenger points out mm-hmm. that that's the police frequency uh-huh. that James Bond has picked up in Aston Martin. What frequency is it? Now, I think that's a very hard question. That is a very hard one. Cause On his one. Phillips car radio. But I do have it. I've got that written down. You've got that? You know yeah. that answer? <laughs> I know that. Because that was my third question, my hardest question. All right, but you don't know the second question? No, I don't know the second The name, question. the ID. Well, my questions were far easier. I was building into it. Mine, my first one, if you want some bonus questions, everybody, is what double O was killed in Gibraltar? What agent? That was my first one. Double O, whomever. And the second one was Koskov says that caviar is peasant food in his country, but what does Bond call the foie gras? He calls it a specific word. Who he then, then he agrees with. That was my two questions. And then the mm. hard one was the police radio. No, I, I wanted hard questions. I want to test everybody. You've been here long enough. <sighs> it's time to be tested, challenged, challenged, stretch those. Brain synapses. No, you don't want. You don't want to stretch those at all. So, as I was mentioning there before, I forgot about the question number three. I have made a boo boo. I have Mm. started the year off wrong. I have lost, misplaced the living daylights magnet for our board. But we instead have an alternative. We have. Do we? Yes, we have a a black pen that we can (laughs) write the name on. So okay, I think is it you going first or am I going first? Um. It's me that goes first. So you're going first. You're writing the name you want oh it to be. God. And then I get to rub it off <laughs> and put it where I want it to be. If that's the if case. it's wrong. But yes. it's not wrong. It's so, wrong when I do it. So I'm going to go get the board. Why right. don't you tell the good folks what to do? In fact, you know what? I actually have no. Do it. Not, do one. Not, I'm not telling them to subscribe. Do what you want. <laughs> subscribe. Like it. Share with your friends. Yeah, well, you've just said it there. 
Another iconic moment that I've <laughs> just remembered there. Well, I think it's iconic. It's another reference. When he fake kills the general and then Necros, the henchman, shines the the lamp on him and it's as if it's the gun barrel scene because he swiv- swivels yes. around and shoots him and it's all <laughs> oh no the TV's gone <laughs> for those watching to finish up our show we have lost the poster so yeah. you'll just have to look at the sources icon as Jack writes the living daylights where he thinks it should go in yeah. the ranking I hope you can read my left handed writing you are left handed yes so what other writing are you going to do? Right. I, 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 could, I could probably just move things around it, couldn't I? Rather than you could move off. things around it. So. What do you think of my... Shall I tell the people where I think it is? So you've put it in fifth place. Yes. So it's currently Goldfinger from Russia with Love, Octopus, the Spy Who Love Meet, the Living Daylights, Man with the Golden Gun, Live and Let Die. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I would say that is a strong, it's a strong film, a strong start to an actor, I think maybe at the time was kind of not liked as much because everybody was so used to Roger. But I think coming at it from our 21st century angle where we are, we know Daniel Craig as the rough, ready, tough, bond, uh, violent. Then this, as it's, it's a cliche to say, he was a precursor to that. Um, he walked so that Daniel Craig could run. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think looking back at this with a modern audience, they would really love the Timothy Dalton films, if you like the Daniel Craig films. But will I be seeing that next time? We'll have to wait and see. Right, I've eaten this out enough, Derek. <laughs> this is where I put 11 Daylights. Right, okay. And you actually can't change this. I can't change anything this week, no. Can Can I see? Oh my god. Now, only, only right. just. Only just. Is it not making Goldfinger? Right. Purely because. You mean it's like nearly <clears throat> number one? Yes. Because it has more moments mm. than the other movies, or on yeah. par with that. It has obviously good stunts. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of good filmmaking. It's not. It doesn't have any pacing issues. No. The thing that I really liked about From Russia with Love was the henchman and the fight. Mm-hmm. At which point we had the same henchman and the fight. It was Cold War. Mm-hmm. Kind of twists and turns. Yeah. Yeah. Double bluffs. The only thing that the only thing reason why I've not put it above Goldfinger is because <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> no, I just Goldfinger to me has I think it just has a lot more iconic characters. I yeah. think with Goldfinger. I think that's it. I could rewatch Goldfinger more than I could rewatch The Living Daylights. Ooh. But I do I did really like The Living Daylights. I really like the Living Daylights as well. Is it better than From Russia? Is it more? Is it more like uh, I don't know, revered? I don't know. I think the whole pace, Russian of it is really good, but I think it it's, does have a pacing issue with the gypsy fight. Yes. Um, this maybe doesn't have so many pacing issues that from the Living Daylights because 
has everything. So much is happening. It's got diamonds, it's got drugs, diamonds. it's got weapons, it's got defectors that aren't defectors, it's got expediting people from countries. It's That's got a plane cool, fight, it's got a car chase, it's got a car snowmobile chase, it's got a cello chase. <laughs> cello chase. It's got yeah. snipers a that are trying wheel. to shoot people, it's got cello players, it's got a man who killed by an automated door. <laughs> <laughs> it's got balloons, it's got people killed with Walkman headphones. Yeah. What more could you want from it? Yeah, yeah I just, just I just think there's, a, I think there's a lot through it. And I think the iconic things in these other movies, it does have an Aston Martin... A more Does modern Aston nice. Martin, fully kitted. Yeah, it has a the Daniel n- almost novel, accurate James Bond with it, mm-hmm. and he does have gadgets and he does kill people, and he's not afraid to fire his weapon and go mad. It's got the Mujahideen as well, who turn out to be the Taliban. But yeah, we'll discuss. I was going to talk about that, but, but yeah, I, I think um, I don't know. You're probably going to change that at some point next week. Where it will have the actual magnet for yeah. the loops. So the countdown from zero. Yes, to of course. If, hero, if, if you're not um, you're watching us, then Jack, why don't you take it from the bottom? From the bottom. So in last place is Doctor No. Then we have Thunderball, Moonraker. You only live twice for your eyes only. A view to a kill. Diamonds are forever. Mm-hmm. Um. On a magic secret service, Eleven Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, and in fifth place we have The Spy Who Loved Me, fourth place, Octopussy, third place from Russia with Love, and second place, The Living Daylights, but still the best James Bond film so far, in top place is Goldfinger. So there we go. Do you agree or disagree? I know many people who will be going mad (laughs) be smashing their screens yes well not not like at all so that's been good that's been good to to revisit to get back at it and the next episode is ironically (laughs) we started and then we're going to finish the next episode (laughs) where it is timothy's last outing as james bond and i'm sure we'll find out why it's his last outing we'll find out do we have to wear tuxes no, we'll do tuxes <laughs> for the end of the Pierce Brosnan one. Right, because essentially, good. as we found out at the start of this, Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Rotten are interchangeable, apparently. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, we'll do it at the end of the Pierce Brosnan one. But, yes. But yes, thank you very much for for joining us on this episode. We will see you next time. The podcast will return. Wrap up. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye. Bonus episode. Bonus clip. Right, so what's so there's an infamous deleted scene which you'll see on YouTube, no problem, when James Bond is trying to escape Tangier. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that old lady like slaps him about for hitting the washing. Mm-hmm. There's a famous scene that, that was probably written for when it was going to be. I know exactly what this is. Be yeah, Moore, where he escapes by riding on a carpet, and he goes past all these people. And it's as if he's riding the magic carpet. It makes sense. Like, why? Because he kind of got on the wires, so he throws that over to protect yeah. himself the wires and come down. But it was cut just because they thought this... This doesn't, doesn't suit Timothy. No, I doesn't. think they just, they just said it didn't really... Yeah, but maybe, then, maybe it would give a laugh to, like, a serious scene. Yeah, but then when you look back, you're like, yeah, yeah. that was the best. It idea. was the best, probably the best decision <laughs> to do that. It's one of those ones where you watch and it's like, 
Mm. Okay. That's your oh, bonus well, clip for this week. Bonus clip was there was supposed to be some racial... <laughs> this isn't racist enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't make it anymore these days. No. Back in my day, though. Yeah, back in my day of... <laughs> you only live twice. <laughs> Can we make him look more... <laughs>